Within a year of the February 1974 general election, Margaret Thatcher was leader of the Conservative Party. There is nowadays a tendency to diminish the significance of that revolution. It should be resisted. It is true that many of those whose support handed control of the party over to her were unaware of the full significance of their actions. Certainly few at the time foresaw how far-reaching the ensuing changes would be. But a revolution, in all but the bloodiest sense, it certainly was. It represented a complete upending of prevailing assumptions. It marked a total defeat for the existing party hierarchy. It was the work of a very few bold men and one bold woman, who risked all and won. The suggestion by John Campbell that Mrs. Thatcher would have been forgiven and allowed to occupy high office under Heath reveals that the author has little understanding of the unremitting bitterness which characterised, now and later, the relations between the Heath and Thatcher camps. Campbell, Margaret Thatcher, Volume 1, The Grocer's Daughter Most revolutions seem predictable after the event, but this one even now seems less predictable than most. Had the incumbent leader been someone other than Edward Heath, it would have been easy to envisage his voluntarily stepping aside for someone else, at least for someone of similar views and outlook. But Heath was not like that. He was, it is true, deeply shaken by the outcome of the February election, which he had always expected to win. But even after his rejection by the electorate, he never for a moment doubted that he was uniquely equipped to lead both the Conservative Party and the country. Losing three elections in four would have finished the leader of almost any Democratic Party in any country. It would even have finished the leader of the quasi-Democratic Tory Party of the preceding era, when leaders emerged and were duly dispatched by the ruthless power-brokers of the magic circle. Yet Heath would not budge. Political assassination, not honourable retirement, was the only way to be rid of him. But no one as yet dared wield the knife. As a woman, and one with relatively little experience and no strong faction in her support, Margaret Thatcher seemed a frail opponent to set up against Heath, with all the power of the Conservative organisation and its social and financial establishment behind him. But as perceptions changed, so did her prospects. When in the heat of battle, she turned out not to be frail at all. When, indeed, she showed that her single greatest quality was courage, she suddenly acquired the status of a heroine for the Tory men, who had for so long skulked, grumbled and plotted, but failed to strike. Today's revisionists, who try to reduce the drama of the contest by pointing to the lack of explicitly radical pledges made by her at the time, or even in the immediate aftermath, seriously missed the point. More than any general election she fought, the leadership election that propelled Margaret Thatcher to the head of the Tory party was a raw and ruthless struggle rarely matched in British politics. Margaret Thatcher would claim that, in the wake of the February 1974 election defeat, she had wept. But if she did, and the notion may have been merely part of a campaign to appear softer and more feminine, those tears quickly dried. Interview with the Daily Mail, the 9th of March, 1974. The contrived nature of her remarks is also suggested by the out-of-character observation, I hate hats, don't you? 
She must have known that she needed the party to lose office, if she was to rise much further in it. She had, after all, reached a level of seniority beyond which anything she brought to the leader in terms of ability, or even her role as the token top woman, was outweighed by the fact that she was a threat. By now Heath certainly knew she was hostile to his leadership, though he did not realise how ambitious, let alone how dangerous she was. In the circumstances, his decision to appoint her as Shadow Environment Secretary made sense. It was not one of the top posts whose tenure traditionally qualified a politician as leadership material. It kept her out of the powerful...